Hello, we are students from Cannonville Public School in Newtown, Sydney, and we have been researching how COVID-19 has affected nurses and doctors. For this podcast, we have interviewed Leanne from Blacktown Hospital, who directs nurses in the hospital. Um, what did you want to be as a kid? Ah, that's, that's a really good... I've always wanted to be a nurse. Why did you become a nurse? Uh, I think... Probably because my aunt was a nurse. Oh, and, Yeah, and I always admired her. So I, I think that's probably why. And I also, I've always wanted to help people. Okay. And what is your favourite thing about being a nurse? I think that it's always very special when... Um, when people are sick, you know what it's like when you guys are sick. You feel really um, horrible. You don't feel your best. You feel like you just want someone to look after you. And it's really nice to be able to do that for people. Yeah. How has your job changed during COVID-19? Our job's changed a lot. So my job is, um, I'm the acting deputy director of nursing at the moment. So my job is looking after all the nurses in the hospitals and making sure that they are safe and that they can provide the care that they need to provide to patients. And COVID has changed a lot of that because it's a, um, a virus that causes a disease that can spread very easily. And um, it's a new virus, so we weren't sure how it was going to behave and because we've had no experience with it before. So, um, and it took over the world really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. So we had to change the way we dressed. We had to change the way we moved about the hospital because you, because of the fact that uh, the virus could um, hold up on surfaces for a long period of time, so on walls, on desks, on floors and things like that, we had to make sure that we managed the way we moved patients and people through the hospital one way, if that makes sense. So you bring them in one door and out another door so that they don't cross. We've had to reduce the visitors in the hospital. Um, We had to change lots of the way we did things in order to protect the staff a bit more. So we had to wear more personal protective equipment for a lot longer than we normally did. Um, We had to maintain safe distances. So when we're in meetings even with other staff, we have to all wear masks. Um, We had to manage the the number of people that we could have in any room or any any space in the hospital because you know how you have to do the 1.5 metre distance between everybody. Um, We have to do that at at hospitals as well. Yeah. you can only have two people in lifts and you can only have um, X amount of people in in meeting rooms and um, working spaces. So we had to do all of that. Um, We had to change our whole emergency department so that we have a red zone and a green zone and the red zone is for those patients that that might have COVID or that do have COVID. Um, and that we're testing and waiting for results on and the green zone for those that we don't suspect they've got COVID and then manage basically two emergency departments in the same place. That was tough. That's still tough. Yeah.
Um, what are some requirements that have to be met during COVID-19? Like in the hospital, kind of. Yep. So there is lots of... Um, uh, we have lots of policies in place around social distancing spaces. We don't have places for people to congregate and sit and eat and things like that. We have to wear masks all the time in um, areas not only near patients but it just in general areas. Um, the only time we, we don't have to wear a mask is like I am at the moment by myself in a, in a small office. Um, we have to monitor and count the number of masks we use, the number of gowns we use. Mm -hmm. um, we monitor all our stock a lot more closely to make sure that we're not going to run out. Um, we had to change some of the policies on which patients would be managed on a ward and which patients would be managed in an intensive care unit. Um, we had to change the policy around the emergency department and the red zone and the green zones. Um, well, there's so many things. We've, we've had to change a lot of, of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have to do... Uh, there were things that changed from... And, uh, and I was talking to Tom about this. We, when you get a patient that's coming in from home or in the community that is an urgent thing, like say, say they've had a massive accident and they're really sick and really need urgent... Um, care when they're coming in by ambulance we we have a phone that is a direct line to ambulance which and and we get what you call a back call which says this person can't go through triage they're too sick they need to go straight to a a, a serious bed and be managed straight away every patient in the community that is COVID positive and there's lots of patients that are actually in the community and managed in their own homes in isolation that are positive for the virus and that don't get really sick some some get sick for other reasons and just happen to have the virus does that make sense so say they i don't know uh break their leg but are in home isolation and have COVID then we would get a back call from the ambulance to let us know that this person is COVID positive and we need to prepare and protect our staff straight away. So that's changed a lot. Yeah. So we get a lot more back calls than we, we normally would. Yeah, okay. What's the best part about seeing people recover from COVID? I think it's just that the disease is quite strange in that a high number of people don't get too sick, that, that they don't get very sick at all. But those that do get sick get really sick and get really sick quickly. So to see someone recover is, is really quite amazing because those that get really sick from it, um, you know, the risks are very high that they're not going to recover. So it's always a, a, a wonderful thing when our patients recover and are able to leave hospital. Yeah. We get very excited about that. Okay. So one of the last questions. Oh, I said it. Oh. What do you mean? Where's the oh, yeah. Um, so one, one question I have. What hospital, hospital do you work at again? Blacktown and Mount Druid Hospitals. I work at two. Oh, okay. Wait, so but they're like combined kind of? It's kind of like having uh, one hospital on two campuses, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
okay. Yeah. So there's like, there might be, or there might be a bit further away, but there might be like the Blacktown Hospital over there, the Blacktown part on, on one side of the road, and then down the road is the Mount Jewett part. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so what kind of, uh, um, like some nurses and doctors test people with COVID? Do you yep. test yep. or do you Yeah, we, we, we do test. We, we do both. So we have, um, a screening clinic in our hospital and we're seeing about 260 to 300 people a day in that clinic. That clinic's open from 7.30 till 11 p.m. every day. Um, and a patient comes in. Um, do you know what, what happens when you get screened? Um, Has anyone explained it to you? No. So when you come through the doors and you're uh, um, are saying that you're coming in to be screened in the COVID clinic, we put a mask on you. We send you down. We take your uh, details and ask you a few questions about whether you have any symptoms or not or whether you might have been in contact with anyone with COVID-19. Yes. Once, we've, once we've done that, we take you into a room and a nurse comes in. So you're sitting on a small chair in a, in a room on your own and a nurse comes in in the full PPE, personal protective gear. So she's got a, a, a gown on, um, a protective gown on, a... Um, N95 mask, which is a sealed mask, um, goggles, not just glasses, and then a face mask over the top, you know, a clear plastic shield. And she will come in, and gloves, and she will come in with a, like a long Q-tip, you know what you clean your ears with, but a longer one. Yeah. What we call a swab. Yeah. And she will tell you not to cough on her, and she will ask a couple of questions and, and probably hopefully introduce herself. And what she will do is ask you to close your eyes, generally speaking, and they put the Q-tip, they explain what they're going to do, which is they put the Q-tip up your nostril, right up to the top, makes your eyes water because <laughs> yeah. it feels like it's going to touch your brains. So they put a, a swab up your nose and then they also swab the back of your throat. Yeah. When, when I got tested, they basically did the same thing, but I only got the throat some because I was like, because my dad, he got tested um, and then he was like, maybe don't get to the nurse because he said when he got it, it stung a bit. So I was just Yeah, like, the, no the nose one's not comfortable at all, but it's over with quick. So it's, um, yeah, it's not very comfortable at all. It's not something you'd want to do unless you have to. <laughs> the worst thing about me getting tested, it was on my birthday as well. It was, I know. I remember. <laughs> But you needed to get tested, otherwise you couldn't have had your party. Yeah. yeah. And one more question. This isn't really related to nurse stuff, but do you have any other hobbies? Yep, I coach representative netball. Oh, yeah. And um, what else? I love movies. Yeah. And I love reading. Mm -hmm. And I like to catch up with friends. Yeah. They're my hobbies. But what team do you coach in netball? I coach for Liverpool City. Okay. And I'm coaching the under 13s. Yeah. Uh, last, very last question. 
Do you, which age group has in has the largest risk of getting COVID nineteen in your hospital? It seems, yeah, that, that there's two things that it seems that a lot more younger people get the virus in about the 30s to 40s age group but they often don't get as sick as but they can they, yeah they can spread it um easily and and quickly so um the most at risk of getting seriously ill with COVID-19 are the older age groups so the uh, above 60 Mm -hmm. or, or people that have some other chronic disease. So people with diabetes, uh, people that, and that could be at any age, people with, you know, something that makes their immune system not so strong. Um, and there's lots of things that do that. Some people with heart disease, uh, people with uh, lung diseases, things like that can can make people sicker quicker and make them more at risk with the disease. But it, it seems to be infecting. We see more positive cases in the younger, you know, twenties to forties. Yeah. But they don't they don't always get very sick with it. Hmm. Okay. Thanks. Uh, that's all right. Thanks for your time. Bye. Oh, anytime. Yeah. I hope the project goes well. Thank you for listening to our podcast by Flynn, Tom, Oliver, Andreas and Frankie from Cannonball Public School. I hope you enjoyed it.